This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our next guest has actually covered two of the last three games. Radio Network, he is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, uh, host of the Odyssey original podcast, the best football show featuring daily breakdowns in all of the most exciting moments across the league. And Baldy joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Baldy, welcome to the show. Well, guys, it's good to be with you. Good afternoon. It's good uh, to be with you. Very good afternoon to you, uh, you, sir, as well. I will start here. As you have seen the Browns two of the last three weeks, what has stood out to you with this team, with P.J. Walker and their ability to win two of three games despite no Deshaun Watson and uh, DTR having to be benched after the Baltimore game? Well, I thought they have uh, been able to run the ball well um, in both games uh, over the last couple weeks. And I think, you know, without, you know, just knowing that Jerome Ford was banged up all week long and was iffy, but Kareem Hunt, Pierre Strong, I think they've run the ball well. And I think for the most part, they've protected pretty well, protected P.J. pretty good. And then uh, defensively, uh, they continue to make you know key plays and key spots of games right now. There's been a lot of talk on that Seattle game about the third and three decision. Kevin Stefanski, it's right before the two-minute warning. Yep. If you run the ball, it takes you the two-minute warning. Yep. And even if you don't get the first down, you can punt and and you know make them run the field there, a, a longer field. Instead, it turned out to be a pass, an interception, short field, Seattle win. I'm curious, do you think – are you in agreement with like 99% of Cleveland that that the uh, the cons of the passing on third and three play w- vastly outweighed the, the pros? Absolutely. I called it uh, – that's exactly what I said when I was calling the game. I was like, because this is what Stefanski is, what Bill Callahan, they got to be thinking this. Like, if you don't make it, you have to run it. I said that you had to run it. You had to run it the play before that too. When Pierre Strong went off left tackle for five, you have to run it. And if it goes, to, you go down to two minutes, you punt it. The defense has played great. Uh, you put, they have not, they've struggled offensively since the first two drives. Uh, you put them on a long field and you make them go the distance and see what you can do. I mean, they got to kick the field goal. They got a good field goal kicker, whatever. But you, I would have done that. I would have run it down to two minutes. If you get the first down, it's basically over. If you don't get it, it's at two minutes and you punt it and you try to pin them inside the 10 and, uh, you know, and, and put your defense out there on the field. Tell Miles Garrett and tell those guys, you know, this is your game to go win right now. Shut it down and we go home in first place in the division, tied for first place, and um, we'll have a good ride home. That's, that's what I would have done. You know, it's funny, Baldy, as we, we look at the rest of the season, the, the Browns are clearly in the playoff uh, race right now at four and three. But the uncertainty with Deshaun Watson just sort of looming over the Browns. We don't really know how severe the the injury is, when he's going to come back. And heck, even if he comes back, is he going to play well? Because he's really only played like one decent game uh, this season. The Tennessee game was pretty good. You know, from what you've seen from Deshaun, 
Um, would would you have like reason to believe he's going to be this great player that we saw in 2020 again? I don't know. I mean, he was terrible against Indianapolis, and all you had to do is just watch that game, especially the last interception. He couldn't throw the ball. I mean, that's that's not an NFL arm, and he's had a great arm throughout his career going back to Clemson. So I don't know. Like I don't know exactly what the injury is. I don't know how you – like I saw him on the sideline on Sunday, you know, and he was cheering his team on. That's great. But I don't know about the injury. I don't know exactly what it is, how it feels. But he was clearly not healthy. Clearly he can't throw the ball the way he wants to throw the ball. But I, you know, but I hear that he threw the ball well during the week, which allowed them to put him out there. But then when he got in the game, he didn't throw it well. So I don't know if it's, you know, the game you're just playing harder, you're stressing things more. Like, I, I don't know any of those things. Only Deshaun knows. But, you know, I think they put him out there against the Colts. Because they thought, I think they think they thought that he had a good week and he was good. And it was clearly he wasn't. So, I, look, you're going up like you just saw what Joe Burrow did against San Francisco. Lamar looks like he could be an MVP this year. You've got to have, you got to have great quarterback play. You can't hide him. And P.J.'s a nice substitute. He's a good backup. Like, he gives you everything he's got. And you can't ask for anything more from P.J. But you're not going to compete in this division if you don't have great quarterback play. Pittsburgh doesn't have it right now, and they look like, you know, how far can the defense carry him? I'm not sure, but that's kind of where I think the Browns are at right now. Brian Baldinger on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. So you mentioned PJ, and I'm just curious, like, is there anything more? Because the turnovers really have been – I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they've been able to win over the two of the last three games, and they were in a prime position to win against Seattle – considering the sheer amount of turnovers with P.J. the last three weeks. Is there anything else the Browns can do to limit these turnovers, or is it simply on P.J. to make better decisions and slow his process down? Uh, look, I mean, you know, the first interception, he's thrown it to Njoku. And, you know, he's trying to avoid pressure. He's got a defense alignment in his face, I remember. He's going to Njoku for the first down. He's got him wide open. And he just sailed it. And Tariq Woolen was there. Like, I don't know what you could do to stop that. You know, and then the second one, obviously, Jamal Adams is on a blitz and it bounces off his helmet. I think he's going – I think he was going to Amari on the play against Witherspoon. I think that's what it looked like, as I recall. Um, I don't know that he would have completed it. Witherspoon was all over him. But I think that's where he was going. Uh, so, I don't know how you just say, well, you uh, you got to play so that you can't – so you don't – risk these things well you can't you can't play like that I mean some of the throws he made to Amari were great throws great catches also but you got to take chances you can't hide your quarterback I mean they just played a game in New York where they try to play hide the quarterback and it was just it was awful it was just awful football like you can't play that way and I don't think you can tell PJ don't make that throw to Njoku even though he's wide open and you know he sees him uh he's on the move he's avoiding pressure he just sails it on third and two like it should have been a first down and, you know, if he makes that throw, who knows? Maybe that's the difference in a game. Right now, the Browns, I believe, are the seventh seed in the AFC. Uh, do you think that they can hold on to that spot? Is that reasonable? You know, like, um, I'll just – I'll answer the question with a statement, and then I'll, okay. I'll try to answer. I remember John Madden used to say <laughs> used to say all the time that the season doesn't start until there's a frost on the pumpkin. Well, it's Halloween here in New Jersey, and there's no frost in any pumpkins. 
So to me, the season, it, we're just kind of getting warmed up. Everybody's juggling. So there's all the big football games are going to be played in December. And the only thing that really matters is whether you're three and four, four and three, five and two, the only thing that really matters is can you put a winning streak together the way Seattle is? It's not always pretty. Jacksonville's putting a five-game win streak together. At some point, if you're going to be a playoff team, you've got to put a win streak together. And so, you know, sometimes that's just confidence. Sometimes, you know, you just figure out a new way of doing things, a way that you hadn't planned on, and it works. And can they make the playoffs? Yeah, they can make the playoffs. But, you know, you can't make the playoffs turn the football over and have a quarterback play that they have right now. That's not a playoff team. Baldy, why do the Browns – why does the Browns' defense struggle so mightily against RPOs? Well, they're a man – they're basically a man coverage team. And so, you know, are the eyes in the right place? You know, when the quarterback's putting the ball in the belly of the back, are they interested in making the tackle or are they staying – on the upfield shoulder, looking at the whole play. Um, you know, that's part of it. Indianapolis carved them up, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, if everybody just played offense the way the 49ers do, which is basically without any RPOs, um, you know, and they just ran, ran these in cuts like they do, it's a little easier to defend. But, I mean, I was talking to a Hall of Fame quarterback today, and he said, if I was running an offense right now, I would literally have an RPO for every run which makes all the sense in the world. Like put the defense like on their heels as much as you can and make them make the right decision. Let them commit. And then you make the decision. The Eagles do it all the time. Um, I would practice against it more. I would give them a good look because to me, that's kind of what the uh, most offenses in this NFL are. They're either play action pass, deep shots, or they're RPOs or they're stretch runs. It's kind of like they, Plays fall into like basically those categories. Baldy, the offensive line has been an, it has been kind of fluctuating in terms of their their play. Yet Jed Wills is coming off two of his better games, uh, at least going to the Seattle game against San Francisco and against Indy. Um, Dewan Jones, even though he's a little banged up with the shoulder, uh, he's he's kind of limited pressures as well. You, from where you saw early in the season to now. Is, is the Browns' offensive line performing decidedly better, or is it is it kind of in the same range where you thought they were maybe four, five, six weeks ago? No, I think they've improved. I mean, I thought there was a number of times on Sunday in a place where it's impossible to hear. You didn't see offsides. You didn't see, you know, the, like the, the penalties. Um, they ran the ball well uh, for the most part against a good defense, a top-10 defense. And I thought they protected very well in a tough place to protect. I thought they did it the same thing against San Francisco. Dewan basically pitched a shutout against Nick Bosa in that game uh, when he was lined up against him. Uh, I know Mafe got him one time on the inside last week, but I don't know how bad that shoulder is. I know he came out of the game for you know periods of time. So enough for him to come out, and I know how much he likes to play. But I thought they played well. Batonio back in there makes a difference, obviously. Um, you know, why it's playing good. I, I, they look solid to me right now. Baldy, you're the man. It's always great to catch up with you. It's been great to hear you uh, cover the last couple Browns games here in person. And uh, thanks again for your time, sir. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.